What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Holy Shift Podcast, where we're going to give you the tools that you need to crush it in your business. I'm Corey Michael, and I'm here with my co-host, Devin, and together we're going to take your business to the next level. Here at Holy Shift, we're all about elevating your creative marketing game. We're going to teach you how to build a killer brand, develop a sick content strategy, and use the latest marketing techniques to get your business noticed. But it's not all about the tactics. We're also going to talk about the mindset you need to succeed. Being a business owner is tough, but we've been there, and we know how to help you stay motivated, stay focused, and be ready to crush it every day. So buckle up, strap in, and get ready for some serious Holy Shift action. We're going to drop some serious knowledge bombs, have some fun, and help you become the badass business owner that you were always meant to be. So what are we talking about today, Corey? Today, we're going to be talking about something I love to talk about, which is building customer or client loyalty for long-term growth compared to short-term growth. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you know, building loyalty is actually kind of, you know, customer loyalty, you got to build customer loyalty is a phrase that gets thrown around a lot. Um, and so I, I think it's important to kind of talk about why it's talked about and then the like why it's talked about and then the why behind it right um and a lot of a lot of business owners they're wanting quick cash injections they want to make money fast they want to and not for bad reasons right like they need to take care of their family or they need to take care of their employees or they just need to keep cash flowing in the business um and so oftentimes a lot of people will just like I just need to get new customers through the door um, or into my email list or whatever it is. But something that that a lot of businesses greatly undervalue is building that customer loyalty, which affects your long-term growth uh, for repeat buyers and referrals and like people believing in your brand enough to and your business and your products and your services, whatever, to keep coming back to you. Uh, for more work. And, and like I said, to like to the refer their friends and whatnot. Um, and um, this is one of the best growth strategies that I have personally utilized in my business that has allowed me over the course of the past four years to not feel pressure to just market all over the place. Even as a marketing company, uh, I have really tried to focus on the um the building of of the loyalty. And so for me, um, what that has meant is focusing on the relational aspect. And so um, there's four ways that uh, that I have found building uh, loyalty for that long-term growth have uh, come in handy. And so I'll just list them off real quick. Uh, that's personalizing interactions, consistently exceeding expectations, building an emotional connection, and being transparent. Um, so uh, uh, th those four things I've, I've found to be greatly helpful in, in this idea. Right. So I, I would argue that this actually is a conversation of marketing fundamentally. Um, and it, it's sure. not, it's not front end marketing, but it's, it's back end marketing. Right. And I always believe, I, I, be, I believe this, and I think it's true in most successful businesses, the most likely person to ever pay you is somebody who already has. Right. And so yeah. About 80% of your revenue should be coming from your pre-existent clients or from referrals from your pre-existent clients. And the only way to make that happen is not to... An amazing salesperson gets you the first sales. 
right? It gets you the first sale, an amazing salesperson, amazing sales process, an amazing offer. All those things get you your initial sale. After that, an amazing customer experience gets you the majority of your money. And that's actually distinct from the service that you provide, right? Like you can be amazing at what you do, but horrible to work with. And you're not going to get those repeat clients. Mm-hmm. But the inverse is is true. The The odd thing is you can be pretty mediocre at what you do and amazing to work with and they will come back. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, it's like Bob Berg talks about, right? Like people that know, like, and trust you, mm-hmm. you know, Bob Berg is the, the author and, and of the go giver series, go giver series. Right. Um, if people know, like, and trust you, like not only will they be willing to put up with more, like if you <laughs> underwhelm, for example, but also um, they are, they're also more likely to stick with you long-term. They're also more likely to pay you higher if people uh, like higher amounts, if people feel like they can, they can trust you and they, they know your heart and your intention and they, they like you just as a person, like people will pay you more. And so this is, this is really like not just a, a, a hand wavy touchy feely, like let's make our customers feel good, but it has direct ROI to it as well. So you're right. Thank you for that clarification of, um, you know, this is a marketing tactic, but it's a relational um, marketing tactic, not a performance-based uh, marketing tactic, such such as like social media, you know, running social media ads or posting on, on social media for organic stuff or website copy or whatever, right? Like, I mean, those could be included in the loyalty building process, but the things that I'm talking about today um, are um, actually more of the relational side of things. Um, so first, so first, like personalizing your interactions. Um, just an example of the way that uh, I, I do this. Um, in my onboarding uh, forms that I have when new clients come on board. And, and so, you know, whether it's coaching or, or, um, consulting, or even if my team is, uh, doing asset, creative asset fulfillment and creation, like doing graphic designs or making website, whatever it may be. I like to ask the, the client when their birthday is, and what their favorite food is and where they like to shop or to get coffee. Um, you know, some of those kinds of questions because uh, I want to know what, you know, what what they like. And then, and I have a few other questions too, but then based on that info, when their birthday comes around, we can uh, write, uh, we do handwritten cards to our clients. Um, and we also do, we budget for um, uh, gift cards for the clients as well. And we don't want to just be like, you know, companies with this kind of idea will like send Starbucks cards to everybody. Right. But it literally, it takes 10 brain cells or less to think, Oh, how can I personalize this? So that somebody feels seen. If somebody feels seen and heard on even something as simple as, as, as that, like it's a game changer. And so we like to send gift cards to their favorite place to eat or their favorite place to shop, for example. Um, and that's a really powerful way to personalize an interaction that might seem a little esoteric or, or, or innocuous, you know, kind of first blush, but it, it, people really appreciate that. And then personalizing things like 
um, you know, uh, this sounds simple uh, and it's kind of dumb, but in email marketing campaigns, like there's a level of personalization you can do in those with um, segmenting out your target audiences. So like you have the people that are, um, you know, just old connections of yours versus people that are uh, new leads versus people that are have been clients for forever. Like there's so many ways that you can even split those down, but then giving emails that are targeted around and personalized to the the needs, the the client journey stage um, that they're in, the mindset that they're in, like you can personalize with technology, some of these things that you're doing uh, to to build loyalty that way as well, where people feel like, oh, I didn't just get a random email that was just, I can tell, just sent out to everybody on a big email list. Uh, but, you know, it had a, a level of personalization to it. That's kind of like uh, like Ryan Levesque's, mo- like, you know, he wrote the Ask Method. Um, and the way that he kind of thinks about email marketing specifically is um, market segmentation is the, the name of the game. So he'll talk about how uh, when somebody enters his email list, he likes doing quiz funnels so that oh, people yeah. self-segment. Um, but he's, he's like, I'll break down my target market into 12 different sub-markets. Hmm. And because I now have this person who's identified as being in this sub-market, now every email they get feels like it's actually written to them, not written to a mass email. Because you can tell when someone has a 10,000 person email list and they sent out an email to that entire list. Yep. And Ryan's like, I have a 10,000 person email list, but each segment has 800 people. <laughs> And that that's way more personalized and it's way more yep. focused. And that's yeah. kind of it's it's humanizing the market marketing segmentation. And you know what's a, a really simple way to even help people feel that too is using you language, like like talking directly mm-hmm. to the person that is reading or listening. So like you, dear listener, listening to this right now, as you're are are listening to this, we want you to know, right? Like it's it's as simple as that too. Um it doesn't, right. it doesn't take you don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to figure out. Um, <laughs> that's a really simple one. That's a that's a pretty standard like known rule in like copywriting yep. is you should use you language at least three times as much as you use I language. Hmm. So even yeah. if you're telling a story about you, because that's a fantastic way of doing marketing, right. you do it in a way where you are still intentionally focusing on why it's important for them. Right? Yep. And, and so, and you do that simply by going through and literally you take the copy that you wrote and you use the find function and you go, I, mm. and you see how many times that shows up. And then you go, you, and you see how many times that shows up. And if the ratio is not there, you fix it. Yeah. Um, no, that's really good. And, and for all of these things we're going to be talking about, cause we've got a few more still too, like think about why you're doing this. Like, yes, you are doing this to build these relationships and build the loyalty but what's it going to do what will what could five to ten minutes of a little bit of extra personalization in your marketing effort how much more of a return could that give you in your business with whatever it is that you're trying to do like what what's it going to do well it's going to connect people to you more it's going to again let people know like and trust you it's going to build an emotional connection uh in some cases which is one of the other parts of building loyalty for long-term growth that i mentioned a few minutes ago like building the emotional connection 
by using personal stories to communicate mm-hmm. a truth or an idea, and then using language that places the listener or the viewer or the reader into the story with you so they can empathize, they can they can say, yeah, that's that's me. That's that's me too. Like I hear myself in this, I I see myself in this, or I feel seen, or I feel heard. Like that, that is an emotional connection. And people people will make an emotional decision before they make a logical decision. Right. They will they will respond to what they are feeling first and then that's when you back it up with the yeah. the logical like answers to all the objections, right? And so if you are in a, you know, if you are a um I think I've used this example before, but I don't know why my brain always goes to this one, like a dog walker <laughs> or or an animal an animal trainer, dog trainer. Like like telling people copy, like, don't you hate it when you go on a walk with your dog and he just barks at everybody or you go to the to the park and he just embarrasses you or when people come over to your house and you're trying to be a good guest and your dog is just yapping away or he's pooping on the floor or or he's jumping on the people and he's yelling at them in his little dog language <laughs> like like don't you hate that right so that that is an emotional connection and you're saying you and you're drawing people into the story and then you so that's the emotional connection like yes i i feel that then you back it up with the well what if we told you that you know you can fix that with a b c or you know our company specializes in helping uh dog owners like you love to have people over again right like that and and here's how we do it it's here's our three-step process right you you start with the emotion you and you follow it up with the logic and you build that emotional connection if people feel like I, that is me. (laughs) That's loyalty. That's how they get to, to know you. You are actually giving them the solution to a problem in a way that is not salesy. It's emotionally, right? Yeah. And um, so one of the things that I, with existing clients, probably the things that I am most passionate about conceptually is the idea of like, uh, like gifting. Um, giving amazing gifts that blow people's minds. Um, I like to make sure that it's something that they don't know is coming. Um, yep. At no point in my process that I ever mention the care package they get when they sign up with me. Um, those are the kind of gifts that I really love. And so just um, just as a simple example, I have a I have a journal that um, I just self-published on Amazon. So you can buy the journal on Amazon for like 30 bucks, uh, but I send it to all of my coaching clients um, and I don't tell them I'm going to send it to them, but uh when I do send it to them, the journal already has written in it a like a scripted letter that's like a thank you for being a coaching client mm. right next to a blank page where I write. And nice. I send that out. Um, when we talk about loyalty and like when I, the bottom line benefit to this is when you build the right customer relationships. I'll, I'll use an example since I just referenced my coaching. Um, I have a client who they did a one month plan with me and at the end of the one month plan, literally like two days ago, three days ago, transitioned over to now paying me on a monthly retainer where every month they're paying 60% of what they initially paid. And so when I say 80% of your money is going to come on the back end, that's yeah. true if you actually build the relationships. And I'm not I'm not trying to say, oh, they did this because I sent them a journal. That's not what sure. I'm saying. Um, right. I'm saying they did this because they like working with me. Yeah. And all those things factor in. Yep. It's it's giving people a reason to like you. 
Mm-hmm. And that is just one of the ways that you've done that with that journal. It's like you're sending sending that to them. It's just like, hey, was thinking about you. Here's a little personalized page, you know, with really excited to work with you, whatever it is that you put in there. And like, that's just like another nail in the coffin in a good way. <laughs> or or maybe a coffin's not the right uh, imagery there, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. like it's another uh, reinforcement point uh, for building up that relationship where they now are like, okay, yeah, I do want to, um, you know, transition into this monthly model with you instead of, you know, the original spec model or whatever it may be. Right. Uh, Yeah. That's, that's great. And, um, there's, uh, the idea of giftology. Um, there's actually a book in a business called giftology by a guy named John Rulin, R-U-H-L-I-N. Um, and his whole premise of this is, um, really it was intended for, businesses to not suck at gifting their employees like that was right. the original intent um and uh, so he now helps businesses uh not suck at saying thank you to their employees but also helps businesses um not suck at gifting their their clients and he's got this great um model and this is like kind of another random thing that's related to this um i subscribed to john's uh uh john Rulin's email list and he, uh, so, you know, I'd be on that blast, but he actually personally emailed me one day and I was like, oh my gosh. And, um, like, cause it just seemed that, and he was just like, Hey, you know, Hey Corey, it's John just checking in. And like, he said something specific about something I did. I don't even remember what it was, but like we, so we had a couple of emails back and forth where it was like totally personalized. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I mean, he's like walking the walk. But that's a really easy one too. Like if you have an email list, just pick out a couple of random people here and there uh, that uh, that you can have a personal email exchange with. Like people freaking love that kind of stuff. Um, uh, when you know when they're just a number that right. can feel like more than a number. Um, and that's actually uh, kind of related to um, an- one of the other points, which is consistently exceeding expectations. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever people are expecting you to do just do it better, mm-hmm. <laughs> do, it, do it more. It's, you know, the old adage of under promise over deliver, like that's absolutely part of it. But, but even if you are promising really high stuff, like honestly, folks, like if you're listening to this, the bar is low. If you have integrity and you have character and you do what you say you're going to do, like you would be amazed just like how happy people are with you just because you say you you do what you say you're going to do. Like it's, it, it is wild to me how many people have issues with companies that just don't fulfill on their promise. And this is right. like, like the bar is so low and well, that here's, loyalty. <laughs> so here's a simple way that I, in my business, like, exceed expectations consistently. Um, like I just said, I had a client who transferred from my 30 day group coaching program to a continuity program. That group coaching program, because it's a group coaching program has absolutely nothing in it that says that I will give you any one-on-one time. Um, Hmm. I can't, it doesn't scale. Um, but I can't as a promise, I absolutely can in my schedule. So one of the things that I do is, um, all of my group coaching clients get access to a private Slack and they get like 24 seven, like tech support, I'll respond as fast as I can. Um, and my favorite way to respond is whenever I can just be like, you know what, let's get on a call and figure this out together. Cause it wasn't promised, but right. it's, it's an extension of coaching. And yep. so like, let's just do this together. Here, here's my calendar. Let's find a time. Let's fix this problem. Um, I try to do that with a client who goes through my 30 day program at least once, ideally twice. Uh, and just, 
completely exceed expectations. No group coaching program that they've ever been a part of has ever done that. And it was because I had free time. <laughs> yeah, totally. Something we just implemented in my business is, um, so, you know, we do a lot of graphic design for clients and um, a lot of times there's like back and forth on revisions or whatever it may be. Um, well, one of the ways that we have found um, ability to shorten the timeline of the revision period is we actually do what we're just calling revision meetings now. Mm -hmm. And so if we have a, a client, um, you know, project we're working on, we'll actually say, hey, what would you think about doing a 20 minute revision meeting? We'll set we'll send you the, the asset, you know, in advance. Um, you know, a day or two in advance, you can look it over and then we will do this revision meeting together where we'll actually edit it live in front of the the client um, based on, you know, what their their um, needs are. And people love it. They're like, oh, this is so cool. It kind of gives people like a behind the scenes right. look. Um, you know, at the process and that fascinates people and, and people have said like, oh, I feel like I'm finally like understanding how you work. And, you know, some, some people, uh, some of you listening to this might feel like that would reveal your secrets, um, which, you know, I mean, if that's the kind of industry you're in that just has secrets, I mean, whatever, I guess, I guess, but, but people don't remember that kind of stuff and people appreciate, um, transparency. Um, and like, so that, that is, uh, that's actually my other point is being transparent, but, um, you know, that, but that's a way we exceed expectations because we don't promise our clients that we're going to do that, but people go, oh, this is really cool that you're like doing this with me and we can edit it live and I can make sure, you know, it's like matching my vision or whatever it is. Um, but that also is a level of transparency of like, hey, here's how we're working on this. Um, and I just want to show you the process. And so it's, you know, it's in, in our line of work, in my line of work in graphic design, people are like, oh, can you just make this bigger? Or can you just change the color? Or can you just like do this thing? Like here's 10 different things. It's like, well, it's not a just do this. Like what you think might take 10 minutes will actually take two hours or what they think will take two hours will actually only take 10 minutes. Like it can go either way. Um Another way of, of showing transparency is like, especially because, you know, we're, I mean, we're talking to small business owners here, small, medium-sized business owners here, whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur or freelancer or whatever, whatever you are, like, don't be afraid to be real with where you're at in your life as well. Like, you got to be professional and stuff, but sometimes stuff happens. Like last year, for example, um, so my daughter was diagnosed with autism and that, um, she, we were having a bunch of challenges uh, prior to that. And then she got a uh, diagnosis and we started therapy with her and it was really hard on my wife and I, and I uh, had to take some time to not be as uh, involved with certain, some certain projects. Um, and I told my clients, I said, Hey, I'm working through some stuff right now um, with my family, my daughter. Uh, and I told them, I was like, you know, my daughter was just trans, uh, diagnosed with, with uh, being on the spectrum. Um, and we're working through some therapy and different things and would just love, you know, to get some stuff further in advance from you so we can still fulfill, but also, you know, just kind of the FYI, if I don't respond as quickly, I might be in a, uh, you know, therapy session, whatever maybe right? Like that kind of stuff made it so I didn't lose clients because of being a little less available for a period of time. Um, and, you know, for the faith-filled ones that were praying for us and for the, the ones, you know, that were just like, hey, like totally understand, you know, um, you know, that opened up some interesting conversations like, oh, my niece or my daughter also has autism. And like, so that again, built a emotional connection with my clients. And because 
Now that doesn't work for everybody, right? Like some of you listening to this might, that might not work for your kind of business. But for me as a service-based business, it totally did. All that to say, there are ways that you can uh, show transparency in your business um, for whatever it is you're doing just to, again, that supports building the emotional connection, exceeding expectations, personalizing interactions, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it, it goes, transparency goes a lot farther than you might think. Absolutely. Um, and I know it's the, the point there was starting off was, uh, talking about, um, exceeding expectations, uh, for service-based in businesses, probably the easiest way to exceed expectations is to quote a timeline. That's twice what you need. Hmm. Like that's like the easiest way to do it. Like if I can do this in, and I, I did this this week, if I can do this in three weeks, I'll quote you six weeks. That way, if something goes wrong and I get it to you in a month, you're happy. Like, right. and, totally. and like the idea is I want to, I want to exceed your expectations. I want to get this done for you faster than I, <laughs> faster than I promise you. And I want to do it in a way that it's manageable and recognizing life happens. And, um, because I did, my literal quote was, uh, six weeks for what I think should take me three weeks. Mm-hmm. And now the, the challenge there, especially if you're like a freelancer and it's just you is not letting that become a, I, uh, oh, I have six weeks and then you don't take it seriously. Like, yeah. So that's, so that's the balance you have to play is don't, don't procrastinate on it. But if you're not going to procrastinate, that's a great way to exceed expectations. Um, I love what you said there about transparency too, though. Like I, uh, I earnestly believe that if you can simply be transparent and authentic about who you are, um, you're not going to get every single sale by being who you are. You're going to get the right ones. Like the the right people are just going to say, yes, I want to work with you. And they're going to keep working with you. Um, And you're going to realize that just by being authentic in your marketing and your presentation and your actual conversations uh, and everything that you do, you're going to realize that you don't actually have clients that you don't like because the clients who don't like you never would have paid. And then it just, it na- it's a way of naturally refining the market in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I, uh, these are all great. Um, and, uh, you know, I want to start implementing some of this. Where do I begin? Uh, you just begin. So I'll, I'll just say those four things again, personalize your interactions, consistently exceed expectations, build an emotional connection and be transparent. Like just choose one of those that you can start with. I would, I would recommend probably the, uh, the one of the two, either personalize your interactions or consistently exceed expectations to just to start. Um, and then, um, remember that this is for the long-term growth. Like this isn't going to get you, uh, cash flow immediately necessarily it could um but this is to again get that recurring client uh the referrers the people that know like and trust you um and so this is how building loyalty helps that long-term growth hey guys thank you so much for letting us be in your earbuds once again as we are every thursday we love spending this time having this conversations with you and We actually put together something really special just for you, just for the listeners of this show. Uh, We put together a private uh, short video on how you can actually elevate your business to the next level in as little as 40 minutes a week. And we put that together, the links in the descriptions. It's this private video that you can watch that is not public anywhere. It will never show up on the podcast. It'll never show up on the YouTube channel. The only way to get it is through the link in the description. It's just really special gift we wanted to give you. 
give us your name and your email so we know where to send it. And then you'll get direct access to this training on how to change your business and elevate it, bring it to the next level in as little as 40 minutes a week. So I invite you to take action on that. And until next time, have a great week. See y'all.